Hey, Mrs. C. How you doing, Eddie? Ain't nothing changed but the weather, you know. No. So, what culinary delights will tickle the pickle tonight? Peter tots and chocolate. Right, okay, no problem. Hello and welcome to the Movie Mouthfuls podcast, a movie podcast with zero table manners. Each episode will be tucking into movies and the odd television show eventually to chow down some of the most iconic cinematic cuisine scenes in cinema history, as well as just about everything else we can get our hands on, because why not? I'm your host Jordan, the bloke trying to be known as the film fella online, and as always, I'm of course joined by the UK's number one competitive eater, it's my somewhat symbiotic co-host, Bean Meets Food! Guten Abend. How are you doing? Never been described as a symbiote before. Um, I, I don't know. It's probably more. I'm probably more the parasite on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But... <laughs> oh dear. Well, uh, yeah. No. Um, nice little, nice little bit of a German intro there. there. I don't know. I don't know where Guten Abend came from. Came from. I, yeah. I, I haven't spent any time in Germany. Recently. Sounded like uh, he sounded like an old-fashioned copper or a police officer for for those not in the UK last week when you went oh lower lower lower. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'd say something um, reasonably amusing to begin yeah. with. It works. I mean, not there's anything amusing about <laughs> saying good evening in German, but um, yeah, um, I'm here nonetheless. <laughs> How are you doing? How's your week been? You're busy, busy. My my vocal. I might sound a little bit tired today. Um, my my vocal cords are a little um, they're a little tender. I've been recording the the next. Uh, Christmas Christmas song. Ooh. I know, right? Exciting. Exclusive. That's what you get with this podcast, right? Podcasts. You get the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> you get all this kind of film nonsense, but you also get um yeah, some some inside minor insight to uh, be meets food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just need to film the the video now, but yeah, otherwise I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Have you did you have you checked out Elsa? I think as a as a new thing, we should sort of since it is about films and TV or pop culture and everything. Is it have you done anything else this week or is it literally just the Beard Meets Food Christmas? No, that's quite literally been it. It's and been like film, 70, 70 hours or something of uh, of just singing into a, <laughs> a, a mic and uh, yeah, but um no, I haven't really done much else um at all. And and you just asked me how I was doing. I'm I'm all right. I uh, I saw the sequel to said film that we're going to be talking about in just a second. Um, I will go into that later. Uh, there won't be any spoilers, though. I think in no, case no. I was going to say we've obviously and very purposefully picked this episode to coincide. I tried tried my hardest to pry Adam away from his very busy schedule to come to the cinema with me to see the uh, the newest film. But um, he's a busy man. Um, we'll get round to it. No, so no, no. That was we'll... like a very active choice. Because <laughs> I fucking hate going to the cinema. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna pry him. Yeah, for a guy that does film and TV related podcast stuff, he, he hates the cinema. I just, uh, yeah, man. I've been weird once. Is the environment? I don't hate the cinema, right? If I could, if I could, can you just like buy us? How much does it cost to like just rent the whole cinema? And guarantee I, that nobody else is I in there. I don't know if you could buy, um, you know, and obviously you can go to any one of a choice of cinemas um, in any country that you are currently in. But for the sake of this, I go to the Odeon around the corner from me. I don't know. Don't know if you could buy a cinema. I think you can rent the the rooms. I don't know if you'd be able to play the films that right, they're running. Right, right, right. I've got an idea. Right, just stay with me. <laughs> Next time we you want to go see a film, if there's any food scenes in it that we know of, 
then I'll run it through the company books and I'll just rent the, <laughs> the cinema out and we can eat something. I'll film something while we're there. Then we, then we, that, that's, that's a good idea. It was a video, a video idea as well. Yeah. <laughs> like that time that I booked out a full cinema for this. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Cinema food. Some, we get some like 12 quid nachos, a 72 pound hot dog. They do chicken and all sorts now. Chicken? Uh, do chicken strips and all sorts. Uh, pizzas anything like as well. The, anything like the fucking hot dogs. Pardon my French. <laughs> They've I, I been there for, forever. Anyway, we've digressed slightly there. Um, before we get into it, we are running because, obviously, if you, if you cast your mind back two episodes, uh, Adam said that he was very impressed with the T-shirts. So I thought we should run a competition. Now, it's nothing fancy. Obviously, you know, it's just something that we thought we'd do, try and get a bit you of engagement. You can win a T-shirt. It's you can like basically win, can win a very, what, what did you call it? A very... I don't know, something complimentary, but I mean, you need to get over that. I mean, you keep, just, you keep bringing I, this back every week. I'm, well, I'm it's just, a good t-shirt. I'm, I'm, it's I'm a nice digging, t-shirt. I'm just digging in the well. It's a nice t-shirt, but uh, you can also own a nice t-shirt whilst advertising like a mini billboard this podcast <laughs> out into the world. So um, yeah, the link for that will be in the podcast description, but if not, just head over to Twitter or Facebook, find us and just do the things. It'll ask you to do a series of things and you'll get entries for it. And then you might win a, a delightful T-shirt in a choice of colours and sizes. Yeah, I mean, as, as c- customarily, we don't just do it in one size. I mean, <laughs> we can only do small. You have to, yeah, you just have to fit the uh, the the beard medium size, and that's it. <laughs> anyway, we, should we talk about the film, or have we yes, got anything else? Yes, to get let's to talk the about the film. So let's let's get into that, and then you can introduce what we're talking about. Should we do a little uh, transitiony? Oh yeah, riff? that's that's all you're, it's all you're here for, isn't it? Really. <laughs> You can go on now. <laughs> Man, gets me gets me fired up every time I hear it. So I, I skirted around it, and obviously there is a sequel out. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll be out a week. But what film are we talking about this week, Beard? We are talking about Venom. Yeah, Venom. I think, <laughs> is this, is this the, the twenty eighteen film? film Venom? There's no there's no tag to it. It's just Venom. Is, is, is it the shortest film title? No, Chef was shorter than Venom. I'm thinking uh, like is that we're running several different like stats now like shortest film title uh, worst podcast episode <laughs> oh we've had a couple of those that would be a tough one am uh, I doing the synopsis or yes yes so as always you can tell people um, there might be some people that don't like superhero films or anti-hero films I guess just, just have the common sense to just, have avoided Venom yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I mean yeah, I just before we get into this you, you know me very well you know that you sort of dived in when we did Birds of Prey that oh you just want to talk about comic book films all the time because that's kind of like your thing blah 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 yeah. I, I really don't I, I don't dislike this film I just don't really particularly like it either it just feels like a, a vehicle to try and produce money for Sony like as a pretty much all Oh, oh, yeah, yeah all film, but this one is just, it's not even really hiding it. For no, me. It's, it's bad. Anyway, should I do the synopsis? Synopsis, good. Right, now, I'm going to level with you. Normally, I have watched the film quite on, you know, like I've been fresh to it. Uh, this time, not so much. So I'm recalling most of this from memory, but uh, so bad was it that it's mostly burned <laughs> into my memory. So I should, I, this should be quite accurate. Essentially, it follows, the, uh, it follows the story of Eddie... Is his real name Eddie or is it Eddie Shaw? Edward Brock or just Eddie? Eddie Brock. I'm going to call him Edward Brock. Just, um, <laughs> just for, for shits and giggles. <laughs> he's, a, he's a journalist, right? Um, freelance, right? So he, he kind of works for, um, well, whoever, really. But uh, anyway. Yeah, he, he, he um, didn't used to, but he does in this. Yeah, it, it depends where you want to go, right? Because you could go through the whole character history of Eddie Brock in the Spider-Man universe and all that, but let's avoid that. Um, in this film, he plays a journalist, right? And the long and short of it is... There is an alien kind of symbiote life form which has landed on Earth, um, and there is like an evil company headed by this dude, 
um, who's kind of conducting experiments into how this symbiote works and, and, and whatnot. And um, Eddie gets wind of it in more ways than one um, because he, he finds out about the uh, the research which he wants to exploit because it's killing people because they're doing human human experiments and stuff. Um, but he also gets quite literal wind of it in that he ingests or assimilates the uh, the symbiote and that gives him superpowers, um, but also the, uh, um, what's the word, the, the very real obstacle of having another living alien life form in his body yeah it's, it's... meaning he's hungry all the time yep <laughs> which is one thing but um hijinks into you you know good versus evil or evil versus slightly less evil however you want to put it but um yeah pretty atrocious film but um some of the performances are good don't get me wrong um, yeah that's the one thing that i kind of hold on to is that it's not a garbage fire film it because it has got a a fairly decent cast the second one has also got a fairly decent cast and you can see some effort in in the yeah, portrayal it's just it's just, it's just the venom doesn't work as a film right i'm gonna i'm gonna set out from the bat it just cannot work as a film if you ask me because it's like he wasn't always an anti-hero i don't want to dive into the whole comic book kind of uh backstory and everything but like he's kind of morphed in recent years into more of an anti-hero like your deadpool style guy you know yeah. he's not like a hero hero but in this he's just pure eating people so you can never really fully connect to him in, in like a protagonist sense because this fool is eating people's heads. So uh, also it's it's kind of like it's, it's tr- it tries to be funny. There are some funny moments in the film, but largely it's just a concept which you never really connect to because you're you're always very aware of the fact that it's a story contrived from a pretty naff series of comic books. Not not that I'm saying comic books are naff, but I'm just saying like you know the Venom ones are very kind of young Cookie adult. If you ask me. Kinda- yeah, it's, uh, it's roided out, kind of, sort of, this guy's got a vendetta, usually. Well, it, it, it is. The problem with this film, or the main problem with this film, is for most people, the main connection and reason that you would enjoy it or have some interest in it is that he is supposed to be the antithesis, the, the you know, the is the opposite to Spider-Man because he's been created through all the, the hate of the symbiote hitting Peter Parker for various reasons, Eddie Brock hitting Spider-Man for various reasons, and then the two combine and they become like the embodiment of hate for Spider-Man. And there is no connection to that in this film whatsoever. Quite so, a theological way of looking at it. So like, um, what, what what is the, the... I just don't see the drive or the purpose from it. Other it's than, kind of, it becomes kind of a buddy film in a way because yeah. there are two people, right? There's There's... There's Eddie Brock played by Tom Hardy, who again is is good in this. Yeah, um, he is. his performance is is all right with what he's working, what he's trying, which yeah, is what um, I appreciate. But it's it's kind of him and the, the 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 the. I think the best part of this film, the only part really that I would say I enjoyed, is the him talking to himself. You know, which sounds yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. But it's he's not really talking to himself. He's talking to this alien life form, which occasionally pops. Is most of the time in his head, but occasionally kind of manifests outward as like a sharp tooth um, head. Um, coming out of his the chest questionable cgi <laughs> yeah i mean it's hard to cgi this really i mean it's yeah, so it they how, wanted how do to do, do mocap allegedly um but obviously they had to get a guy that was six foot seven to do the stand-in so that they had an eye line for whenever he is venom so that the other actors could look at him <laughs> which is is what they're doing in a lot of films but yeah they couldn't do like the mocap stuff because they wanted to do it so that the facial expressions from tom hardy who i reckon would have been very good at it it doesn't work because obviously if you haven't seen what Venom looks like, I'm assuming most people listening have, but for whatever reason, if you haven't, it's a giant 
almost kind of looks like a Spider-Man mask, but it's got sharp pointy teeth, big white eyes. There is no real expression other than maybe a bit of movement of like the black around the edges of the eyes where it might squeeze in or move out. There isn't... Yeah, we, we don't want to get too deep into this. You can't, you can't it show really the emotion. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Cast? Yeah, so I mean... I mentioned the cast. Let me is, see how many I get friend. right. Because this is a fun, fun part of... Uh, Twister and a few of the ones before. Right, I, I don't think I'm going to get that many, um, but obviously you've got Tom Hardy, right? Mm-hmm. God damn the handsome devil. Yep. My, my, the only reason I end up, ended up watching this the first time is because I, w- I wanted to avoid it, but um, Mrs. Beard, she loves Tom Hardy, so everything he's in, I've, I've pretty much seen by, you know, default. But uh, yeah, he's in it. Michelle Williams? Yeah, Michelle Williams. Leading... Is, yeah, he plays Anne Wayne. Yeah, he's... he's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Riz Ahmed, who is pretty yep. good in this. Um, I keep meaning to watch the thing he's in. It's supposed to be really good. Where he Sound plays... of Metal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got no idea if there's any food in it, but I have also not watched it, and it is high on my list of things to watch. The reason, I will throw it in there, because it's like, oh, he's a film filler, and he's not watched Sound of Metal, and it's meant to be an Oscar-winning, or almost Oscar-winning film. Didn't watch it, because the sound in that film, like the actual sound, because he's going deaf as a metal drummer, it's supposed to be, if you saw it in the cinema, the way that, you know, your speaker system's working like a, like a, I don't know, in a cinema screen. I don't know what I'm trying to get. You know, can I, IMAX, a theatre, you know, like the, Good the, the way itself. Dolby, Dolby Audio, it's supposed to kind of make it resonate with you more if you watched it in the it's cinema. The film just gets quieter and quieter. <laughs> it's <laughs> Maybe. a silent movie. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently there is a point in it where it is just pure silence and you won't really feel the impact as much at home as if you would if you were at the cinema because uh. it came out on Amazon Prime. I think it's still yeah. on there, yeah. but I'm probably going to have to watch it on Amazon Prime. I did read I read the synopsis and it said Metal Drummer Goes Deaf, and I thought, where can you go with this? But yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be good. Anywho, right, Riz Ahmed, and I'm pretty much lost apart from one other person, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate, yeah. Well, yeah, I only yeah. know because I fancy her a little bit. I say that every time, <laughs> like every week, I think. I said that thing with Helen Hunt last week, and she's probably 20 years older than me. <laughs> but, you know, Just have it is what it is. The strong female characters, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for good salt that like Ron Swanson says, got a thing for good salt of the earth women like uh, Ste- Steffi Graf, I think he says. <laughs> well, but, she's uh, in she's in Parks and Rec. Is uh, Jenny Slate? Yeah. yeah, I I know I know her from uh, this movie that probably nobody has ever seen called um, oh man, what's it about? My blind brother or something? It's got Nick Kroll in it. It's suit. It's really weird. She's also in. She uh, does a lot of stuff with Nick Kroll. She's yeah, on, she's funny. in like the the Kroll show, which is like a comedy spinoff. She's been in a lot of animated stuff. Like she plays one of the voices from the Secret Life of Pets and stuff like that like, not can, instantly, credit. can instantly recognize her she's in that, that thing with chris evans too everyone loves chris evans yeah Gifted. true um yeah. anyway that's the, that's about us did i miss anyone i probably did because that's only four people uh, a few so like reed scott who plays dr dan who's the the new love interest or like <laughs> dr dan dr dan that sounds like one of those like uh you know doctors they have on like uh this morning or yeah. like gmtv yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, um, I only, I thought I recognised him. Turns out when I scrolled through IMDb for a bit, he was in an episode of New Girl. So that's where I recognised him from. But also, more recently, in something of potential interest to listen to yourself, they've done the animated DC movie for the Injustice video game, and he's the voice of Green Arrow slash Victor Zaz, the, you know, the Batman wow. murder. That's, I'm villain, definitely going to commit that to memory. Villain. That's a stat that I might need um, at some point in my like, life. Green Arrow is quite prominent in the plot for that so yeah i recognized him from that scott hayes who plays um security chief roland treese and you know that you're not a particularly important character when security chief is part of your uh name but he's basically <laughs> the head he's the head um you know goon basically the chief. in the film yeah the, the chief the, 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 the chief clues in the name 
Um, he's apparently just quoted at the moment as in, um, you know, air quotes, actor in Jurassic World Dominion that's coming out next year. Doesn't say who he is, just in it. It's always come back to fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah, I know, you, well, it, it was not my fault that he's in it. <laughs> like, uh, uh, he's in a film called Child of God, which apparently is one of his more better known things. And he's going to be in the horror film that's coming out soon, Antlers, which looks quite good. And also the next Russo Brothers movie that's got Chris Evans etc in it it's called the gray man and um, i recognize peggy lou who plays mrs chen if um, you knew peggy lou <laughs> buddy ollie that's such a called peggy sue that song but you know well she was in kung pao enter the fist and she was also on a netflix movie that i watched the other year called always be my maybe which is actually quite a good film um interestingly she's also another missus in that she's mrs tran so she just plays missuses in in films apparently that's a, a thing the trivia is um, getting weak now, man. Um, Woody Harrelson, it's kind of you know oh, late on, yeah, yeah. Please he... Cassidy slash to, to be Carnage eventually. Um, yeah, more on that later. Um, I always wonder, like, what would happen, like, if you know, if they did that and then he died suddenly afterwards <laughs> before they finished the second <laughs> one. Well, th- this is the Sony Spider-Man cinematic universe thing that they're probably just recast and being like. No, nobody would have cared. Yeah, really. They're just, yeah, they're just, they're just basically the, these films are the the new one which I have seen, and this one just feel like a vehicle for them being like, Marvel, can we can we be in the MCU yet? And then Kevin Feige's like, no. And then and then they made another film. And they're like, how about now? And they're like, no. And then they're like, right, but if you don't let us in, we're gonna take Tom Holland away and lock him in a room somewhere and then they were like right fine okay so you can make this Ooh, that, that would be a real crime yeah. garbage fire film and uh yeah we'll we'll connect it somehow to the mcu not really a spoiler i know it sounds like one but that it's obvious that these were where these films were going and it's literally all over the internet has been for months that they're trying to tie them in so yes the uh the second installment has something I won't say what, but something that ties them all together. Ooh. Ooh, exciting. Man, I am so excited <laughs> to see it now. Wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you might be excited for. Um, do you want to play uh, our good old game, Budget and Box Office? I do, but I'm actually, this week I've got quite literally, no, like I didn't have oh, any idea with Twister, but um, I got quite close with the, uh, I'm generally better with the budget than I am with the box office because it's so like, it's hard to guess, but budget, I'm going to say probably somewhere in the region of 100 million. Boom. Is it bang on? Bang on a hundred million. Get out. <laughs> Esti- well, obviously estimated. I don't know either side, a few dollars either way, but yeah, a hundred million dollars. Congratulations. Well done. You get nothing. <laughs> I think it, yeah. Well, I get the pride of, of getting it right. Um, wow. I'm reeling. That's the first time I've got one bang on. Um, well, it doesn't really matter if I get the box office wrong now. I don't um, know. It'd be really impressive if you did though. 400 million. <sighs> no. Ways off. Ways at half. Half off. Half. Yeah. What is it, 800 million? Mm. This, was a, this, this was a box office success. This made nearly a billion. Yeah, yeah, eight hundred and fifty-six million dollars. Somebody's fudged those stats, man. Somebody get the uh, the whole. People um, like this film. People. The IRS my, on yeah, this company. Our, our, our good friend, I, and I saw that you messaged him earlier when he said that you know it's like, oh, thank you, baby, it's food for for using my song. It's been great. I'm releasing a new one. You're like, it'll be be fine, mucker, or whatever it was that you said earlier. I definitely he, um, did not use the word mucker. Don't whatever that, it was that's that, ever come out of my mouth. Whatever it was that you said to him. Anyway, our, Geezer, our, mush, our good friend. Dude. John Wall, hi honey, as he's musically known, he uh, he he really likes this film, and like every time I tell him that I do, it's like oh, shut up, it's it's all right. And I was like, it's, it's not though, is it? It's just it's not. 
I, I, I feel like your estimation in terms of how you actually liked him before and then after that comment has, has dipped. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> a big part of this, the, the box office performance I'm putting down to the Tom Hardy effect. Oh, totally. It's 100% the performance and or involvement of Tom Hardy that has dragged thousands and millions of people to go see I've this got this theory about money. Tom Hardy that like every performance, he just does a daft voice. And that's like what people he, like. He's oh my a God. very good character actor, isn't he? Like he, he's very good at just putting on stupid voices and getting into a character. Wait, wait, look. Ain't nothing changed but the weather. You've got <laughs> Christine Bale does it. Johnny Depp does it. Like he's. Nah, I mean, like Christine Bale doesn't put a daft voice on. He's, no, not he's really. He's good at, with accents, but like we, I feel like with Tom Hardy, like if you ever watched Lawless, he does a daft voice. Bane sounds like he's like kind of. Um, he sounds like that <laughs> X Factor announcer talking into a fucking tumbler. Yeah. Le- um, legend when he plays both Korea twins oh yeah but he's great in that well you Fanny Craddock you gonna buy me a cake <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's um, yeah he is he, and he is the best part about the entire film so I guess that that is why it made so much fucking money and why they made a second one and the second one is probably also gonna make money because most people seem to think that this one is slightly better than the first one Ooh. I did but like the general audience that ploughed 856 million in are sort of getting really excited about the second one Wow, so, so it's like the Terminator effect, where the second one is better than the first. Yeah. Uncommon. I, I mean, it's it's not difficult with this film, is it? True. <laughs> um, so, I guess, should we do should we do some facts? I've got a few facts. Well, yeah, that's I only come facts, really for the trivia and the soundbite things. So. <laughs> not for my great company? No, mostly the trivia and the soundbites. Oh, right. <laughs> you couldn't care less about me. <laughs> just, you'll just take this over at one point and just do it by yourself without me. <laughs> sell it, man. I can sell it. Go public. Float it on the stock exchange. Um, right. Facts. So, at around 59 minutes into the film, for some reason, all the facts that I found for this had, like, in brackets, like, the time of when things happen in the film, which I haven't seen on any of the other ones. Helpful, so you can go check them. Yeah, a little bit. So, around 59 minutes, Venom's line, eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. That's pretty good. That that was pretty good. Pretty good. It's almost like it's in the room. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's my kind of thing, but you did that. You did a good job of that. I I can do it. I can can do some stuff. Um, Comes from Amazing Spider-Man issue 374. So, Underwhelmed by the uh, the punchline (laughs) of the fact, but yeah, all right, cool. (laughs) That was that was almost as well one of the things I was going to use for the uh, our little cold open, but I thought it's just too short. Like it I feel like lungs would taste like shit too. Like I get, yeah. I can get like the eyes maybe tasting all right. He's eating his liver pancreas. for most of the film, isn't it? Or he's threatening to eat his liver. I don't know if you obviously. I'm guessing you haven't rewatched it then, based on what you said no, earlier. No, absolutely not. He, he, um, it's weird. It's one of these really annoying plot points that I, I made note of where. Um, Nothing follows on. Nothing follows on in the second film ever. Nothing that was mentioned in this film falls into the second one or into any of the like law of symbiotes in in the comics or anything. It mentions that they kill the hosts, and that's why the experiments are failing with the other ones. They need to find the perfect host. Venom finds Eddie. It works. But then he he, he is eating Eddie. In, from the inside initially until he decides that he likes Eddie and then later on in the film he makes a joke that he's like if you don't eat soon I'm going to eat your liver because it's starting to look really tasty and that's like at the very end of the film but yeah it, just like I can understand eating liver but yeah lungs pancreas not so much not really like lungs would probably be last on my list 
But yeah, I don't know. It's just an alien organism. Next fact, come on. What, anyway, what? next fact. So Anne Weying um, works for a law firm called Michelini, Michelini and McFarlane. Um, these are names of Venom's creator, David Michelini and Todd McFarlane. Oh man, these are getting worse. Please <laughs> tell me there's an uptick soon. According to an interview with director Ruben Fleischer, we didn't mention the director, yeah, Ruben Fleischer, who's done, um, I should say, um, this, this could be a hint as to future episodes, wink, wink. Um, he was the director for Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap, and he's going to be the director for the upcoming video game adaptation film, so it's going to be terrible, Uncharted. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, what were we saying the other week? Just somebody fucking write us screenplay will you man like, come gonna, on stop adapting have, stuff he's gonna have tom holland in it he's playing um he's playing the you know the title role i don't care so, man like tom holland i don't care like i don't have anything against him but like just somebody please just write a script for a film which is not based on something else like least of all a fucking video game because <laughs> they, they notoriously don't do well apart from um, actually the last mortal Kombat was all right yeah, true. I, I've only caught glimpses that I need to watch it. I just, that passed me by. I was really annoyed because the cinema's open for like one week during that release and it was on once and then it never came back. And I was it like, was like, it's right. like fucking 15 quid to, to rent it on Sky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it when it becomes free. Probably Christmas time, I'm guessing. Right. Um, anyway, according to an interview with director Ruben Fleischer, Tom Hardy developed a technique in which he would record all of Venom's lines first so that he could listen to them through an earpiece when doing Eddie's lines. Hardy came up with this process during the filming of the previously mentioned Legend in 2015 when he was playing Twins. So you was on about that your favourite part about this film is basically Tom Hardy talking to himself. Yeah. He was literally talking to himself. <laughs> that's cool. And that's that was Tom, Tom Hardy's idea. Yes, it's yeah. apparently like a new... Well, it's, it's mental that no one has ever thought about doing that before. But then again, I don't know how many films there are where people are talking to themselves up until this point. Maybe technology's caught that you can have a very tiny ear Parent trap? Like, that's that, not, that's, that's not noticeable. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, fair play. It works. I think that, that would make your life... A hell of a lot easier if you could hear, oh, Venom's talking now, right? I'll be quiet. Right, I've got to react to that. Right, now I'm going to say this. Like, yeah, no, well, I mean, if Tom, that, the, the way you said that uh, fact there that implies that Tom Hardy kind of came up with it. So if he did, yeah, that's off to him. Allegedly dragged it from, from 2015 into 2018. Um, did you know that the name of Brock's apartment building is another one you're going to hit? Shuler is named after Randy Shuler, who. Actually, this kind of ties into the origin of Venom. So Randy Shuler was a Marvel Comics fan in 1982 um, who suggested the idea that Spider-Man should have a black costume. The costume later debuted in 1984, and then it later became a symbiote. Like They made it into the sentient alien. Originally, it was just going to be a black suit on Spider-Man. This, this fact better be, is that the fact? That's the fact, yeah. Jeez, are there any good ones? Um, I was just going to sort of add to that. Do you know anything about the Venom origin stuff? The, the no we're definitely not going into that the only good thing <laughs> as far as i can see uh, tell so far about like the whole um evil spider-man venom kind of black suit thing was um toby Maguire's dance in the uh the, the, the now well-known. yeah that was great I, mean, I think spider-man 3 got a bad rap man like that whole kind of i mean it's, it's a bad film when it, yeah but i mean it's it's, it's funny it's, it's so hilarious to watch back now but it, yeah it's, it's bad that it's good it's, it's very sam raimi-esque in the way that that was put together puts it on just, his eyeliner does like his little emo fringe i love it man 
finger guns all people a little bit thing. Of a... basically though that that origin story with the very very terrible venom of uh, Topher Grace who's just not physically imposing at all and should have probably stayed on that 70s show instead of leaving that to become venom which is what he did um not not a great version of Eddie Brock. Um, it was very... It, the the storyline in Spider-Man 3 fits sort of the narrative of the original origins, which this film kind of shits all over and doesn't do. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's a, an interesting film. He needed more steroids. Film. He needed more gear yeah, to, he be, need, he uh, just to, needed to be... A, Eddie Brock needs to be a imposing. physically imposing guy who's just a complete shit show. Like, like it, it matches... In, in this in this film, he, he's, he's just terrible at life and in pretty much every way after the point of him sort of betraying his his partner's trust and trying to get a scoop which is kind of what he does it's in, what journalists do come on now it, well it's, it's kind of what he does in in the comics so in the comics the reason that, that i mentioned earlier if anyone's interested the reason that the symbiote hits peter and the reason that eddie hates spider-man not specifically peter in the cartoon series and the comics they've kind of done it where he steals his job the actual thing that happened was that spider-man was chasing a serial killer and eddie wrongly accused the wrong the wrong person and because spider-man caught the actual serial killer eddie got fired and that's why he hates spider-man and then the symbiote hates spider-man because he was obviously attached to him, and once Spider-Man found out it was alive, he uh, he got rid of it. I can see you. you I just, just went the to a to place live. where I was I was like I was imagining um, <laughs> Helen Hunt chasing Twisters. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> was, I'm getting flashbacks from last you week. You wanted to walk into one, weren't you? At that point, I just I was just seeing her like in, in that one of those trucks. Like anyway, um, <laughs> great great fact. Oh, is is an even better one? Eddie drinks Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. I put that in as a joke because that that was on the facts on IMDb. It was just like, yeah, he drinks this beer. Is that a real brand of beer? I think so. Yeah, Pabst, P A B S T, Blue Ribbon beer. I've seen it before. Like I've seen it in other stuff. So oh, I've never seen it now. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll make I'll keep I'll keep an eye out for that one <laughs> next time. Be last, last fact. Um, and I I am very much aware that all these are shy. By the way, this one's a bit. Sad. So this was the last film featuring a Stanley cameo to be released during his lifetime. So before everyone jumps on it and goes, no, but it was in other stuff. Yes, but they were all posthumous. He'd, he'd filmed them, but he, he passed away. So um, he was later in two more cameos for Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame in 2019. Yeah. But he's in, he's in this. Certainly a, a, a legend. And uh, cool that. I think if you, you know... When, when Excelsior. You... He says. Anyway, go on, keep going. I was just gonna. I was gonna try and bring it back to some kind of serious level by saying, you know, imagine like his uh, his legacy now, man. You know, having like changed the culturally the face of uh, most of the the world. Really, everyone knows like all these characters. Yeah, true. But uh, yes, his his legacy as a person. He was a top bloke. He seemed to be a, a genuinely nice person as well. Had a lot of time for everyone. Like I've no, I don't think I've ever seen him at anything. You know, where you, on YouTube you see him like. People will meet him. They've got sign-ins and stuff like that. He yeah. has long conversations or had long conversations with everyone. He was he's very up on his uh, social interaction with fans. It's good that good to hear it. And I ain't got any more facts. Thank um, the good the, the, dude. Can we talk about the food now? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, is that it? We're not going to talk about anything else in the film. Any any ridiculous parts of the film that you can remember? Oh yeah, if you want, just... if you, I'm try, I was just trying to steer this away from you. I'm trying to just <laughs> make people forget about the last ten minutes of horrendous facts. Well, yeah, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, um, can you remember in the right at the beginning when um, I'm just going to pick bones out of this because I didn't really like it, and I'm sure you'll enjoy that more than us talking about it for another ten minutes. Where Riz Ahmed's character has got a load of school children on a yeah. school trip. High fives, one of them. Uh, well, a little girl puts her hand up and she's like, I've got a question. And all the little kids are like, boo, like, you know, don't, don't ask questions. That's for nerds or whatever, <laughs> whatever the hell it is that they're doing. Like, it's really mean. Like, they're on yeah. a school trip. Yeah. Like, get over yourselves. But they put the hand up. He then does this big speech where he's like, um, you know, you should never stop someone from asking questions. Like, questions are the most important thing. Never, never silence questions. Never answers the fucking question. <laughs> just never, never asks her what the question was. Never answers it. Just fucks off. Just it, leaves. It distributes a nice high five though, if I recall. Doesn't he, doesn't he, he like does. High five? He does. He gives him a couple of high fives and then pisses off to do his interview with Eddie. But this yeah. actually ties in that um, basically he's a hypocrite all the way through the film, which obviously you're not supposed to like him, but it just adds to it. And until watching it back, I was like, yeah. This this makes sense. So he does that. Um, there's a scene later on where he's then he doesn't want to answer questions, even though he's just said you should always answer <laughs> questions. He immediately goes to a scene with Eddie where Eddie's asking him questions to air his dirty laundry. Obviously, he's not going to do it, but he, he just said that he will answer any questions and never stop questions. And he gets like, mad at Eddie. Sounds like he was ripe for a career in politics. <laughs> where did he go wrong? He um. <laughs> tries to comfort the homeless guy, the test subject who's called Isaac, by telling him the biblical story of Isaac. Yeah. Again, also just on a side note, why do all villains just know the Bible like back to front? Like, why is it? like I, I couldn't I tell know. you. Did, he, Jesus died. He, he rose again. It, his mate Judas stabbed him in the back. Um, That's a, the very a abridged. Your, your Bible was very <laughs> abridged. What you like, fucking four hundred pages? You don't need to just cut out the fluff. Just cut it out. Sorry, if any, if any of you are religious listening, I'm, I'm no, I don't mean to poke fun. No, I don't think you're being offensive. You just saying that you grew up in a house with two, a two page fucking Bible. <laughs> um, yeah. So, despite his personal cynicism, he then tells a biblical story which yeah. is the complete opposite to that. Um, he talks of sacrifice, when he's the one that's not making the sacrifice. So again, quite hypocritical. And then he promises the homeless man that he won't abandon them. But if you think to the plot of the film, as soon as Riot, which we haven't mentioned, I don't even know who voices Riot. I'm guessing it's, it's you know, Riz Ahmed, Probably. I'm assuming. But Riot is the 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 villain. We didn't even mention it. You, we sort of mentioned the synopsis, <laughs> but the, the villain... <laughs> sort of becomes another symbiote, as is the case with most of Venom's enemies, who is bigger and stronger and um, has weapons, apparently. One of the quotes is, he's got weapons. What? But so do you. Like, you're made out of the same thing. Like, why would he have weapons and you wouldn't? Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah. But the main thing where this guy's like, oh, I won't, I won't abandon the human race. I won't abandon it to this homeless guy who's about to die. Um, him and Riot are about to go hand over the earth to like millions of symbiotes. Like the plot at the end is basically, yeah, fuck it. I'll just I'll I'll go get a load of symbiotes off a, off a meteor and bring them back here and we'll have a pie. Like, yeah, one asshole. <laughs> well, there definitely would be carnage upon return. <laughs> but um, the thing that made me laugh about that as well is, I mean, this was one of the worst parts of the film. Is when I think it's when they're in the the forest or something at one point, and uh, she's like, uh, oh yeah. There's a there's another symbiote and he's called Riot and I'm like, 
these fucking beings are from outer space. How 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 have they come about these names, which mean things in you know? Yeah, written no and spoken English. Yeah, oh, he's that, called Ryan. He's called Venom. What's the other guy called? There's Carnage. Flip, what, what are the other ones? Um, the Scream, which they kind of use in the second film, but they don't actually use the symbiote. They just use Scream. Yeah. So it's just all like random words. <laughs> I think like what would Toxin what would, is one as well. Toxin. Toxin. Yeah. What would your symbiote name be? Oh, God, you put me on the spot here. Um, Flamer. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're ginger. I'd be orange. <laughs> I think mine would be um what would mine be? Um Biter. <laughs> Biter. Bitey. <laughs> no, that sounds terrible. I'll think about mine. I'll get back to the end. Chewy. Uh, Chewy. Like I like, like that one. Like Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean I, I literally most of my notes for this film are just like what what on earth it's like the the plot is so nonsensical at times like th- there's a point that really annoys me in the film where venom just completely changes his whole purpose as to why he's there so venom is very much on board with riot's plan even though they haven't since they crashed on earth they haven't come into contact with each other but they do have like this weird hive mind which again i don't understand because if they have a hive mind surely you'd know that riot planning to probably best not to think about it too much yeah it's it's one of them where i'm sat there and i'm just like none of this makes any fucking sense also why does it take riot six months to get from malaysia to san francisco he goes into the old lady in the market where the woman who had it before the the ambulance driver (laughs) the paramedic she has riot he kills everyone in the market just openly that was not on the news no one was like oh my god giant alien monster just slaughtered everyone she he she then takes over the old lady and then it, it flashes to six months later why how does it take him six months because he the next time you right, see him lower your voice man he's in be, an the, airport the neighbor's gonna be complaining he's in an airport I, I don't know man i don't get it i just don't get it there's a lot of this film that doesn't really make any sense right and that's probably the least of your concerns, well, the, the, it, the passage of time. G- going back to the Venom thing I was that spun me out into that, he changes his whole reason for being. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. Um, he says to Eddie, like, quite early on, once he's been revealed, which takes, like, 45 minutes in this film before you see Venom. Really annoying. He, he comes out and he's like, oh, um, you know, if you cooperate, you just might survive. Because I've seen the need of host, so that doesn't make sense anyway. You'd, you'd have to survive for him to still exist. But... He's on board with taking over the planet and bringing all of his mates from the meteor that they've been found to just inhabit the Earth, and that's it. Later on, he goes to the top of a building at night in San Francisco, just looks around the skyline goes, oh, this is pretty beautiful. All right, cool. You're just looking at one city at night. There's nothing, there's nothing <laughs> San Francisco exciting. is a beautiful city, well, No, no, but there's just nothing, not, there's nothing that would change... Why does he go from being, I'm going to take over your planet, to, and then later on he's like, oh, what changed your mind? Eddie says it to him, and he goes, oh, you, Eddie. For most of the film, Eddie Brock doesn't want to be attached to the fucking symbiote. Can, can you imagine what would have happened if, like, the symbiote had landed um, in England? And he had gone to the Bottom. top. He'd gone to, <laughs> gone to the top of a structure in Sheffield. He'd have been like, "Fuck this, man! Let's let's just bomb this entire fucking island." Coventry or something like that. Like, Sorry, by the way, if you're from any of these places, you know, like I'm, I'm sure they're fine. Or maybe you agree with us. I don't know. Write in. But yeah, it, it's just 
yeah, the, the, that's what annoyed me more about this film. The CGI I can kind of get over, even though it's very... The, the end fight scene in this is just ridiculous. He's just like, you need to stop what you're doing. And Riot's like, all right, fuck you. And then they have a fight. And then most of the fight is just two bits of blobs just slapping together. It's just, yeah, yeah, I mean that they, they shouldn't. That, this, this is what I mean. Like sometimes when you when you if if this is pitched to me as a, if I'm a studio exec, I'm thinking, right, how, how is this going to work? Because it's just like you say, it's, some of those there are films that just get lost in in a mishmash of CGI, right? And you just kind of totally disconnected from it because physical effects or practical stunts and stuff like that are what kind of ground films, I think, action films sometimes. One of the reasons that the Mission Impossible movies are still so compelling in terms of like the physical action mm. is because they're actual stunts which really happen. Yeah. Then they're kind of augmented or by happen. it. Or could, yeah, or yeah. could uh, realistically happen. Yeah, and they're backed well. by all that. They're, they're given extra weight with some CGI, right? This is just two, like you say, two blobs. It's like a beat em up or something, you know. It's like playing Clay Fire back in 1992, you know. And, and I did say that I'd mentioned the second film quite, you know, briefly in passing before we get to the food. It's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. The plot is very thin. It's just like, how do we get from A to B to get to the finale? Get to the finale, the third act in this new film. We'll talk about it one day. I'm going to try and force Adam to watch it, but we'll talk yeah, about the food scene that. in that. We'll do that. But it basically rushes to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Once it gets there, it rattles through the third act as quickly as possible to get to what most people are aware of is this this potential tie-in to, you know, the MCU, etc. Um, like I've mentioned, that's not really a massive spoiler. I won't say how or why, but that is all it's doing. This is just a vehicle to make more money, to put them into something that will make tons of money because the next one that they do after the second film oh god they're not doing another one are they fuck me well they're doing a couple more so yeah it, it'll make money should we talk about the food before yeah. the yeah, food I'm get, I'm scene get, I'm, or yeah because talk yeah. about something that's let's, other talk, than about, the let's film. talk about the food and then we can get out of the shit show <laughs> <laughs> So there is food in this film. We Thank didn't just pick the it. We didn't, we didn't just pick it because we thought it'd be really good for like SEO and stuff because everyone's searching for Venom right now. Although, wink, wink, oh, we might that, have done. That, that was why. All oh, right, I see. <laughs> well, I was, like I say, I was trying to get you to go see the second one. I was like, oh, I'll get him to go to the cinema trip with me. This will be nice. But no, he's not interested. Um, food in this film. So there is a bit of food before the scene that we want to talk about, um, which is quite an interesting and sticks with you scene. So I would say classes as part of not iconic, it's not historic, but it is a scene. Um, the food beforehand, um, he gets venom. Venom as a, an entity, as a symbiote, needs to feed constantly. Otherwise, as we mentioned before, it will consume the host or whatever if they're not a good match. I need to get me one of these symbiotes, you know, for like a contest, man. <laughs> you, think about I'd it. You, it'd be like, like an expanded like pocket. You know, like some people like shove it off a table or whatever. And I'm not saying that you do, by the way, but you know, like some, some people, people might seen it, hide, seen it. hide it under the mats or whatever. But instead, you could just have an extra giant monstrous entity yeah. That just, just consumes like halfway through the, the contest, a big arm, like a, a black CGI <laughs> arm comes out of me and smacks Joey Chestnut around the face. Boom. See you later, Joe. Adam's the new champ. Or eats him. We, we can dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that quick. Um, but yeah, so he gets, he gets Venom. Um, Venom doesn't speak to him for a while, which again was another look. I'm trying to really try and really yeah, don't, try don't, not don't, to don't get tired. Don't talk about it. What the whole point is, I, the way I frozen start, tater tots I, and old chicken on the bone out of the bin, which is yeah. yeah, that's what I was getting at. 
Yeah, yeah. I, the way I, I kind of thought about it in my mind is maybe he doesn't have enough energy yet. You know, he's not fed maybe for a while, so he can't speak. Or whatever. Ah, so but, um, okay, you going up big brain well, on this? Like it's I not say, worth it. But. You have to suspend belief, so you have to make up. You know, for the shortcomings in the film. So yeah, he has. Uh, he, he does develop a love of tater tots, right? Yeah, which is strange because they, they don't they don't reappear in the second film, by the way. Oh, as far as I'm aware, um, maybe they do. Maybe maybe they do. I'm not sure. Um, this then leads on to our scene, which we will just call lobster tank scene because <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it. So Eddie, again, this is a fantastic bit of character acting by Tom Hardy. It's the it's everything that you said you liked about, it, and it's probably arguably one of the better scenes in the film. I would say, not just because it's got food in it, because we've, that's why we've picked it, just in general. Tom Hardy is hamming it up. He's got sweats on. He looks disgusting. He's just <laughs> thrown up in the scene before. Venom yeah. said Eddie to him in the thing. He's done this girly scream and shot back into his bath and smashed his head against wall. And he's not he's not great. He looks rough as shit, for, for want of a better word. Yeah. He's now wandering around the street trying to go meet Anne because he doesn't know who else to talk to about his issue. Um, about um, not so much about Venom. The the thing that's on his mind, he seems to have like just that th- shoved that to one side. All you know, eating out of a bin, shrug. What his problem is is that Life Foundation are killing homeless people, and he's got proof. So that's why he's trying to get to Anne to tell I, her. I would argue that is probably the more important. Of it the is, but like considering <laughs> what's going on inside him, and like what happened to him, and he was just eating out of a bin. Like I would be a bit like, uh, yeah, I'm also something's wrong with me. Like, but he doesn't really highlight that until he gets there, and then he just turns up, and it's just a ball of Tom Hardy just rolling around this restaurant, pretty much just. Messing everything gets there. It, that's you know, a ball of really... Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like you know, like, just like a whirlwind. Like not to you know, like, kind of yeah. linking back to last week's Twister episode. Go check that out. But like, just he just comes in and he just yeah. chews, literally chews up that whole scene and the restaurant because he just comes yeah. in, interrupts them. They're on a lovely date. Doctor Dan's like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, who is this Dr. guy?" Doctor Dan's like, "Mid uh, mid afternoon clinic is in session." <laughs> well, yeah, he, t- he, t- he takes him in, doesn't he? After like, he goes, "Oh, he's my patient." Like, don't ring the like 100% of this restaurant would have rang the police way before that but he comes in um, there's like a uh, a waitress going past him that's got a big big fat juicy T-bone steak with yeah. like a good plate of fry it looks pretty good to be fair just grabs it takes a big chunk out of it spits it out <laughs> and goes this is dead and like just gets really really angry because obviously Venom needs to feed um, we didn't really mention it before it's not really mentioned in the film but he has to eat brains it's kind of highlighted more in the second film it's got like a chemical in the brains that the symbiotes need so he's searching for an alternative to eating people's heads basically so he yeah. eats that and then he's got like he goes through like cold and hot shivers and he's he's just he's brilliant. Tom Hardy in this scene is just brilliant. It's everything that I wanted from from him in this film in just like a couple of minutes. Um and then yeah, he eventually climbs into it's one of those fancy restaurants that have got live lobsters, the the poor bastards that yeah, it looks like, like a fancy there. place. And he just, just climbs in, just like, yeah. That's it. After he's he's eating like a chicken leg and span it out off someone else's table, he's like fighting with this random guy who's trying to like pull his food back off of him whilst he's like trying to. That'd be me. That'd be like like probably what Adam does when he you know goes into a restaurant. I don't know. Just take my life, not my food. (laughs) Um, But yeah, jumps in and uh, yeah, takes a big old chunk out of a a live lobster because I mean it's it's living. He's just said that dead things are no good. 
Did you know? Tater tots are not alive though. I mean, I hate to be a stickler. No, no, he just no. Wanted, I mean, those like his cheat meal. He just yeah. that's a bit of uh, extra. He eats them frozen as well, doesn't he? And that we didn't mention. He just eats yeah. them straight out of the bag, which Oof. is probably not good for the tummy. Um, and then he eats some some nice warm ones later. I know you're looking at me because I just said tummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in in this scene, at around 44 minutes, which is where this scene is. Thank you, IMDb. The restaurant scene was shot once with live lobsters and once with fake lobsters. Oh. The lobster that Tom Hardy bites into, um, you might try this actually, was actually a candy-coated marshmallow filling with chocolate syrup. Flipping heck. That, I bet like Tom Hardy's gone a little bit deeper there and he's been like, listen, if we're going to make some fake ones, you better make it taste good. I mean, yeah, because otherwise you're just biting into like some styrofoam or something like that. Or like, it, I mean, he, he probably goes at it and like it kind of made me think of they swapped that out for like a dead lobster and then maybe like cut out part of it and he's gone all method on it, which uh, to be fair would have been pretty cool. But, I'd, have got, um, I'd have got in there and just eaten some raw lobster. <laughs> Why not? I mean, can you get through it? But one of my big questions is would you even be able to get, can, could you just bite into the back of a lobster and eat it? Like You can I, bite into the belly of it, can't you? But it's got pincers. Oh, I suppose they've got the rubber bands around the pincers, but they've got like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, look, I don't condone eating live lobsters. I don't I don't really understand. Apparently it tastes better or whatever it is, or you've got to boil them from No, from I ideally cook them. I mean, they taste better cooked. I'm just saying like, if, if I had to, <laughs> life or death, I could probably do it. Oh, if you got in a fight with a lobster. <laughs> yeah, so if, if Adam ever gets in a fight with a lobster, he's going to go for the belly. <laughs> don't get snippy with me. <laughs> God, he went. There. That, was a, that was a claw joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see he's doing pincer movements. Like one day when we get cameras on this, you'll see all the daft shit that he does whilst we're sat here. Um, Tom Hardy did, uh, believe it or not, believe this or not, like this will shock you, but Tom Hardy did a ton of improvising for this. No, <laughs> no way. Um, various weird scenes, including the lobster tank scene, um, where in that tank it was not originally built to support a person. So he went, must have gone a bit diva again and decided that he had to get in the tank. Maybe, maybe there was never a scene where he got in the tank, which again just proves how good Tom Hardy makes this, considering it's garbage. Um, he was like, There's a tank. I'm going to get in that tank. Get in this fucking I'm tank. Gonna get in this fucking tank. Um, so he basically got them to build one that could support him. So a lot of work went into that scene, which you wouldn't have thought. Like on, on the passing glance, yeah, he climbed in and they've put some fake lobsters in and he's bit into it. But no, impressive. Impressive. Good, good, good prop, props to the uh, prop department. Is what I'll say that was about. good. I've got, I've got to give it to you. That was good. That's probably the best part of this podcast so far. <laughs> this episode, that's it. Um, and yeah, we, we didn't mention it before that this is outside of the restaurant scene. Is there anything else in the restaurant scene? Do you think I nailed it? Do you want to get a word in edgeways? Because I kind of rattled through very quickly there. Is there what you want to add? No, 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 not, not about Venom 1. I was gonna, are we, are we gonna give any kind of passing uh mention to, to any any of the food scenes from Venom 2 or no? We can do so. I mean, I was gonna say just before, like, we've you know, hopefully, I'm guessing this title of this episode based on the intro card bit of it an intro card we're not on youtube the intro to this is uh you know tater tots and chocolate i think that would oh, would yeah, you yeah. eat that as a combination i mean you eat some weird food like, yeah, would you, yeah i mean like that's melted just, chocolate like just, a fondue tater tot maybe yeah, like, i used to be back in the day when when i would have um i'd go to to mrs beards right um back when we were dating and i'd, I'd have like a cheat day on a saturday and she would make me um nachos with cheese and nutella in the microwave, warmed up and melted. Oh yeah, which I think is you not told me this before. It's but... not the same thing, but um, I guess that would probably have a similar kind of vibe because it's essentially potato with a bit of chocolate on top, right? I think I could eat it. I don't think I don't think that that is as disgusting a combination as it sounds. 
Um, Not as bad as the one from Venom 2, the, the breakfast. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if if you uh, do follow Beard's uh, YouTubings, then obviously you have done a video from the trailer for Venom 2 or Venom yeah, I don't know what what thinking. Carnage, um, which is basically, um, it's not really a spoiler, it's in the trailer. Um, we're not going to talk about it in too much detail because we'll save it for if we come back to this film and <laughs> do the sequel because we, we will. I'm going to force him to come back to this. Um, but yeah, basically Venom makes uh, Eddie a delightfully nutritious breakfast. He does, yeah. Do you know? Can you believe that people, a few people, a handful of people thought that um, like Sony paid me to make that video? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Some 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 level of production value that went into yeah, that. Like, you know, some, somebody put, uh, they left the comments saying something like... Uh, when you say, I thought it might be fun to do this from this film, it just means you're being paid for it. I'm like, if you, mate, if you think fucking Sony are paying me. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, well, you, you come near it in a badge pot. I mean, you don't even have, like, I'm, I'm assuming that they will have put paid ads around that because with me working in marketing, I imagine that they'll have just seen Connection to Venom being able to put the ad potentially the trailer before that video but that's nothing of your doing that's just if, like if, google if they were gonna if they were gonna ask any kind of youtube creator to, to get involved with making that breakfast it would not have been me it would have been our <laughs> buddy binging with babish <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he he's probably gonna do it at some point he might, might even do it this week who knows maybe, maybe we've got there before him maybe um so yeah, there's that in, in that film. And also, we mentioned earlier the whole chocolate brains thing. The chemical is phenethylamine, and it's actually, this is one of the facts that I moved to this section, around an hour and a half in when he's asking for chocolate. It's from the Venom miniseries in 1995, Venom, The Hunger. You might like that one. It's about Sounds like it's about food. Is it a cartoon? Uh, it, well, it's a mini comic series, you know. Oh, mini, it's called mini, Venom mini the series. Hunger. Venom the Hunger. And it, that's where it, it highlights that the symbiotes even need to eat brains or chocolate, which has that same chemical in it. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, four out of ten for that fact. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no more. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I'm just thinking that there isn't really any more food. We've kind of gone through the whole entire film. We... I, Look, if you like this film, fair enough. I, I'm a massive, if do you, you haven't do you guessed, I'm a massive comic book nerd, and even I struggle to enjoy this film. It's it's literally what Adam has said. It's Tom Hardy. It's Tom, Tom Hardy is great in it, which kind of carries it, drags it over the line, and it's just it's just a cash cow that's been set up by Sony to, to spin off lobster fact? things. Do you want a lobster fact? Go on. Tell you a little interesting uh, lobster story, right? So once I did this show in, in Japan, right? called uh, Battle of Big Eaters, and um, I, uh, this is the only time I've competitively eaten lobster, right? So I was outside in the middle of Harlem in November. It's freezing cold. For a Japanese TV show? Yeah. In Harlem? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. It was just a Japanese show they were filming in uh, right. in New York, right? So um, yeah. And uh, we're outside in this neighborhood, and we're eating uh, these lobster rolls, which they tell us are, are like $30 a pop, right? And we're supposed to be eating like tons of them, and... Um, I like I ended up eating twenty six lobster rolls. I think I don't. Wow. I can't even do that. The, the math on that, but I lost right to uh, this girl. Must have been like six stone, maybe like on a wet day. You know when it's raining outside. She was tiny and she ate like I think thirty two. Wow, <laughs> I got absolutely bad. But the lobster rolls were really good. So uh, that's, that's I, the only I did lobster story. Actually, because. Of of course, after many weeks of uh, you know some of the episodes that we've had, it's been a bit, you know we 
with the situation we're currently recording these in, I couldn't like make steak and eggs for us last week or anything like that. So we've had a couple of weeks with no food. Of course, Beard messaged me just before I set off today going, are you bringing me a lobster sandwich? Yeah, where's the fucking lobster, man? Yeah, no lobster sandwich. Like, I don't know what budget you think that this is on, but it's not that. You could have got one of those, um, you know, those lobster... Air quotes, lobster tails, they do it like Bridlington or yeah. Scarborough, where it's just like fish uh, goats smashed together to look a little bit like a lobster tail. Yeah. You yeah, not, not, not doing it. I've never eaten lobster before. I'd like to try it. I mean, I, I looked at the lobster rolls. They came up when I, I Googled lobster sound. You said that, and then you guilted me, and I was like, I wonder if I could, is anywhere like maybe like a supermarket sell like a really dodgy version of one that I could get? Um, but no, I couldn't find one. But lobster rolls came up, look quite nice to try, and they're in like a hot dog bun. Yeah, yeah, they don't become yeah. in just like a pretty basic bun. But I mean, the, I think the lobster is a selling point there. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, such a, an ex- well, what's classed as a very pricey food. In some senses, I mean, stuck in a hot dog roll. And yeah, I don't know. Very almost poetic, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, is there all else you want to talk about this this film? Absolutely not. No. Okay, cool. Let's go to the outro. Oh God, he's spilling things everywhere. Oh my God, the carnage, people. <laughs> this one has been carnage. Yeah. Wow. We've, uh, we've rattled through that one. I feel like we're going to get out of Beard HQ much quicker than we normally do. <laughs> oh, really? Because it feels like we've been going a long time. How long oh, we, 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 have a, we have a preference. Uh, the, you know, we're about 58 minutes in, so you know, we might clock off just after the hour mark. It's about 50 minutes too long, if you ask me. Anyway, <laughs> you, you told me we've got a review. Oh, we, we've got plenty of things, so let's do the old outro spiel, shall we? Okay. So um, okay. that, is, that is episode 16. Thank you very much for listening. If you are listening, we appreciate you greatly. Um, if you're not listening, what are you doing? <laughs> how, avoid, how are you hearing this? Venom, probably, how are you yeah. hearing this? <laughs> um, we are available wherever you get your podcasts. So just search for Movie Mouthfuls Podcast on your favorite podcast provider if you are not using your favorite one currently. We are also on YouTube now. I've been uploading just random episodes trying to catch up to where we are now. They are just literally static, you know, static videos at the moment. Maybe one day we'll we'll do something more exciting. Static but, you know, videos was like one frame. Well, you know, it's just a video with the, the sound wave at the bottom. It's just a podcast episode yeah. but in, in visual format you you won't see our delightful faces at, at this very like, tiny table you should do like a little kind of caricature of the two of us <laughs> well like the Ricky Gervais show yeah something like that yeah I'll ask Dave I don't think we can quite afford that just yet um, but if you want to go check us out on YouTube or if you want to go over and subscribe to the YouTube channel in you know like in anticipation of what may come one day who knows um, you can do um, I did promise that I would mention um, our first First proper YouTube comment that we had the other week that I spoke about. I'd forgotten our commenter's name. It was Joshua Perry. So if you remember back, I went on a bit of a, a deluge into Jurassic Park and the Chilean sea bass. But you, you wanted to say thank you to Joshua Perry. Yeah, thanks, his, Josh. Appreciate his it, comment man. And his Unless friend, it was a bad comment. Was it a good comment? No, it was a good comment. His friend, if you remember, his friend worked as a chef. On oh, yeah. Park that was a good one, a man. Yeah, it was a good that's, one. that's singularly the best interaction i think that i've seen we, we've had on any kind of social media so far so so there you've got to top it <laughs> you've got to top it we get a lot so um and I, I i love all of the comments that people send us through so if you want to give us a subscribe follow or a star review for the podcast you can do um our preference would be to just do it in app so do you know apple podcast you can scroll to the bottom click five stars leave a review and you know if you leave a nice review as such billy the scottish post he did 
this week, then we will read them out. So, yeah, Billy, the Scottish Posty, left us an Apple podcast review. Go on the then. title was just this. So you can't see, obviously, at home, but it's just the thumbs up emoji. So that was the emoji. title. It says, great stuff, guys. Been tuning in now for a couple of months. Gets me through my Posty round with a few chuckles. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. I mean, Billy... I just pray that you don't listen to this episode. <laughs> Everyone before this has been pretty good, with the exception of Burnt. Um, but yeah, Billy, we appreciate. It. I've got this whole visual in my head now of a cheery Scottish postman uh, just, you know, delivering mail while listening to us talk nonsense. So glad to hear it. Battling through the through the adverse weather in the Highlands. Yeah, man, up in the it's Highlands. Tough, tough job is a postman, I imagine, in the sense my, that my postman's you know, got a limp. About- Oh, what, sorry? A limp? My a limp. man. The, the poor guy, man, he's been limping around for about four months. You'd think they'd put him on, like, give him a flipping van. Is that because he's carrying all your fan mail? <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he'd be limping. Um, but yeah, thank you for the review, Billy. And uh, if you want to get in on the action and you would like us to read out your um, you know, humorous or just plain nice, kind review like Billy did, then leave us one and we'll read it out. You can find us over on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at at Movie Mouthfuls, so, you know, go check us out. As mentioned at the very start of this podcast, if you go on Twitter or Facebook right now, you will find a competition for winning a free T-shirt. So if you head over there, do the things, preferably, you know, if it tells you to go to YouTube, click the subscribe button whilst you're there. It won't let me physically do that as an option because they've got all the privacy settings on YouTube now that have come in all the new laws. But it'll send you to YouTube. You'll get an entry. Just click subscribe. Easy peasy. Just do that. Try to grow. Um, you know, share the competition with your friends. Let's let's get more listeners. Woo! <laughs> yeah, but just direct them to, I don't know, Inglorious Bastards. I keep saying that's the best episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe not episode one where we're still finding his feet. Even though I think all of our uh, uh, you know, what could I call these? Our, our, our little babies, our 16 episodes that we've produced together and reared in this 16 room. 16 babies? <laughs> Maybe like a Catholic rabbit or something? What's wrong with you? 16 babies. Well, you know, we, um, you know we've, we've, we've grown into, into where we are now. So um, I think you should listen to them all equally. But obviously, yeah, start, start at one of the better ones like uh, episode eight and then work your way backwards and see how terrible it was in the, in the bygone days. <laughs> and then listen to this one and then... You know, consider stopping listening forever. <laughs> Please do. Um, you can find myself over at Twitter at, at the film fella underscore and also my YouTube channel, The Film Fella. Um, you know, I do film and TV reviews. There's stuff on there. It's not being deleted yet. People are, people are going over and subscribing to it because the numbers are going up, so I appreciate it. Just check out what I've got there. I've got some plans for doing some stuff. I was full of cold for the past two weeks. I'm going to do I'm gonna, I'm gonna gonna do something soon. I promise. Just to spite Beard, I'm going to do something soon. This one is not like a doomsday book. Anyway, Beard you can find also on YouTube at Beard Meets Food, which I'm sure most of you already know about. And you can also check out all his social channels by just looking for Beard Meets Food and, you know, maybe check your cupboards if he's in there. I don't know. He's everywhere, his Beard Meets Food. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're partial to a ginger nut biscuit. You know, if you get those special premium ones, where it's kind of like half ginger nut, half uh, oatmeal cookie thing. It's got a little bit of cream in the middle. So at Christmas time, if you just leave these out, <laughs> just at the bottom of your chimney, beard, you might get a different bearded man that appears. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, young son of four. If you fancy sending in any questions or you've got anything that you want to say, you can either tweet us or you know direct messages like some people do, or you can even email us at moviemouthfuls at gmail.com. I, I really enjoyed checking them all out. Sometimes when I'm having a bad week, it really does make my week. I've had a bit of a rough week this week, so ch- checking out some of the comments that I've had has been fun. Uh, I've been interacting with you guys, such as our good friend Guillermo from Peru, who's now living in the US. Guillermo, so G U I double L E R M O. Guillermo. 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 Yeah, at least say the Look, I, I, I do apologize. If you're listening. One of us is going to get it right. <laughs> there you go. There is a character in what we do in The Shadows, the TV series, that has the same name. I thought I was just saying it the same. Maybe it's just my thick Yorkshire accent, not getting my tongue around it. But anyway. He chucked us some great suggestions. He sent us a very lovely message, which I shared with you, and you said it was very nice. But he also said we should do Matilda, which we've got plans for Matilda because there is there is a, a newsworthy piece of food item in Leeds that we can get that associates with Matilda. So maybe we'll wait until we can get some footage because that might be good. Let's get a full fucking cake. <laughs> it's a hundred quid if you want to get a full cake. That, that's not a problem. That, for me, that's not a problem. It's the fact that it was like twenty-two pounds. The the ten-pound slice of said cake nearly wrote me off this weekend because I tried it for the first time. But anyway, that's that's your hint. We will do Matilda. We've got plans. We've got plans. Um, he also suggested Harold and Kumar, which of course, of course, we will do Harold and Kumar at some point. Um, just just wait, just wait. I don't think there's any White Castles in the UK. I don't know where we can get sliders from, but we can try. Um, also, he gave us a fact that on the Superbad episode, we missed out that Jonah Hill had to constantly shave to look young. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Guillermo comes up with better facts. Listen, I mean, <laughs> quite, quite, quite well known for the beard, right? So that would have been a good fact to throw in. I would appreciate that one. So thanks, Guillermo. I, I, I... He was thinking of you on that one, wasn't he? Yeah, well, anyway, cheers for that. We much, much appreciated. We had another message as well from Lee, but not not Lee, not the Lee, not the, the musical creationist Lee of this podcast. Um, he's messaged a couple of times before, just giving him a shout out because we've been chatting and he was he was very thankful for some reason that I was replying. I'm, I'm not big time, mate. I'll reply for as long as we can. Um, he suggested a film for Halloween, which funnily enough, I hinted at earlier we're doing said film so he's on our wavelength is Lee so you'll really like next week's episode because we've done exactly what you picked and we're not going to tell anyone but if you go back through this episode listeners you'll figure out what we're doing that's next week's episode if anyone still listens to this next week is going to be a fucking blast yeah and we've got food as well we actually have in Beard HQ we have said food for, for it um, also suggested we should do the Big Lebowski he said is it okay for us to do you know white Russians um, it's alcohol I'm, I'm down it goes it passes through your lips it, I mean, it's I'm ca- a taxi here, but yeah I mean I can I mean I'm a terrible drinker so I might be absolutely chinned by the end let's do a, a spin-off alcohol series <laughs> we'll just <laughs> pick films but the Big Lebowski is one of my favourite films as well, so I, I'm definitely down for doing White Russians. The, the drink, by the way, please don't, don't take this clip out of context. <laughs> um, if you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash moviemouthfuls. He does this, but as always, thank you to Martin, uh, Martin Agate, or Agit for uh, sorry if I've pronounced your surname wrong there, for being one of our Patreon supporters. But we've also now got Scott Thornton, who is one of our new uh, Patreon supporters so thanks guys Martin and Scott thank you very much if, 
if you, if you if you want to chip in to to this crazy mess that we're doing, we will you know we'll 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 filter it back in. We'll filter it back into competitions or to new items that we can use or things we can do on the podcast. Who knows? The the possibilities are endless. However, if you do want to own something for your money as opposed to just giving us it in the hope that we do those things, um, you can head over to moviemouthfuls.bigcartel.com. Use the discount code MOUTHFULS for 10% off. You can grab yourself a, a nice, sexy T-shirt or a, a lovely, warm mug. Obviously, it's not warm when you get it. You'll have to put tea or coffee in it to make it warm. And you could drink cold drinks out of it, which wouldn't make it warm. I don't know where I'm going with this bit. Everybody Beard help. Podcast, they know what mug is sure. Big thanks again, as always, to Lee for the music on the pod. Big thank you again to Damon for the awesome artwork and for you know helping us to be able to now sell such merch yeah, and do a anything, merch competition. If anything, the artwork kind of is um, it makes the podcast. It means that the podcast is underwhelming because the artwork is so good. <laughs> I was going to say it legitimizes us, but hell. <laughs> we will be back very soon, as promised. But until then, remember that if you you know if you do get attached to an alien symbiote, like just. Just go to the hospital, man. Like, what are you doing? Don't eat heads. <laughs> Don't eat heads. And, uh, yeah, like... If it's scared of fire or sound, probably probably go near some of those things. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. You don't want to go near fire. It's going to sound. It's going to you got anything to add? Or this new Christmas single that's coming. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you in a bit. I could do a jumping in a in a vat full of lobsters right now. <laughs> full of lobsters, fucking dead and shit. <laughs> hey guys, it's the film fella. Apologies for whatever happened to the audio there. Not sure what happened in the final six minutes. It seems like Adam's mic just switched off. So if it sounds like he's at the bottom of a well or on like a call-in radio show, I do apologise. Hopefully, it'll be better next week. See you in a bit.